Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. Today I'm continuing my series talking about lessons from Elijah. And if you've missed any of this, I encourage you to please get it. I think that this is just a life-changing teaching. These are things that God has used in my life that have just literally turned my life around. We've covered some powerful truths, and, and uh, I've said this before, but if you would learn these lessons at their expense, you don't have to make the same mistakes. I tell you, that is so critical. People today are just, it's like they don't have any history. They don't know how God has dealt with other people. They don't learn any lessons through them. And so they have to go out and learn everything through the school of hard knocks. And I tell you, that is not the best way. If you live through it, it may make a great testimony, but there is a better way. And that is to go to the Word of God and learn things at other people's expense. Now we come to 1 Kings chapter 18. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of... Uh, you know what? That's second Kings. Let me retool here. I was in the wrong book. No wonder it didn't sound right. 1 Kings chapter 18 says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Now let me point out, we're learning lessons from Elijah, and this is one of the things that God has really spoken to me. And God gave Elijah a word about going to King Ahab and pronouncing this drought. Then He gave him His second word about provision at the brook Cherith. He gave him a third word about going to Zarephath. But over three and a half years period of time, you learn that this was three and a half years from Luke chapter 4. I believe it's around verse 25 where Jesus spoke of this and He said that there was a drought for three and a half years. So Jesus dated how long this was. And over three and a half year period of time, there are three times recorded that God spoke a specific word to Elijah. Now that's significant. Because, you know, sometimes people think that just every single day that they are going to wake up and God is going to be giving them supernatural direction. And yet, if you look at the life of Elijah, you could say the same thing about David, about Moses, and on and on and on it goes. These people were in a daily relationship with the Lord, and certainly not everything that God revealed to them was spoken or, or recorded for us. But nonetheless, there were three major occurrences over three and a half years. And this idea that every day it's going to be just God speaking to you, if that's where you set your hope, and if you are expecting to receive some brand new revelation, some major input from God every single day, then you're going to be disappointed. I think it's Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And you have to have realistic goals. Did you know God wants us just to relate to Him by faith, to walk with Him by faith? And every day is not going to be one of these spectacular moments. And I think that there's people that, that they struggle in their relationship with the Lord because they're always looking for the spectacular. They're always looking for something special. And a tremendous amount of our relationship with the Lord is just walking by faith 
and just every single day relating to him. Elijah, over three and a half years, had some spectacular things happen, but I believe that the vast majority of it, over three and a half years, what would that be? 365 days a year times three is well over 1,100 days. He had three special days where God spoke something specific to him. Boy, that's significant to me. And this is one of the lessons that I learned from Elijah, that you know what? He was just patient. And when he didn't hear from God, when he didn't get a brand new revelation every day, he just kept acting on the previous word that God had given him. He just kept doing. He was occupying until, you know, the Lord came and gave him a brand new word. So this is one of the things I see here in 1 Kings chapter 18. After three and a half years, the word of the Lord came unto him. Elijah didn't move until he got a word from God. Many of us get impatient and we think, well, God hadn't said anything specific and I feel like I'm pressured. I've got to see some changes. And so we just choose to go out and do things on our own. I'm telling you, one of the things, one of the positive lessons that you learn from Elijah is that he didn't move until he heard from God. Would to God that every one of us was like that. Boy, this is powerful. Again, you could meditate on that and apply that to your life and I believe get much more benefit out of it than what I've just said right here. But I wanted to point that out. So in verse 2 it says, And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. So again, he got a word from God and it wouldn't have done him any good if he hadn't have obeyed it. I've already made this point in the 17th chapter, but it says uh, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 5, So Elijah went and did. And then in verse 9, God spoke unto him and he went and did. And then the widow at Zarephath, God spoke to her through Elijah and she went and did. And you've got to obey what God is showing you. It wouldn't have done any good for Elijah to have stayed where he was and just prayed and somehow or another believed all of this. God uses people and he flows through us and we've got to obey what God tells us. Boy, this is so critical. And I know I'm speaking to people all around the world that God is speaking through me to you and you have more revelation from God than what you've acted on. That should never be. That should never be. If God has shown you something to do, you ought to be in the process of doing it. Now, it is true that many of the things God shows us, it takes multiple steps. It is a process to get it done. And so you can't necessarily just see the fulfillment of everything that God has told you all at one time, but you ought to be moving in that direction. Man, that is powerful. And anyway, it goes on to show that this famine was so severe. This drought had caused a famine and there was such a severe drought that Ahab had taken his second in command, a man named Obadiah, who really loved God and was a true servant of God. Now this is interesting in itself. Uh, you know, this is something that you see consistent is that even in the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, God raised up Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Esther was in the reign of Ahasuerus and on and on you could go. Nehemiah served uh, Darius and you find these ungodly kings and yet God seemed to always raise up somebody that was there giving a Christian witness. I don't guess in the Old Testament you'd say it was a Christian witness, but a godly witness. God had His people 
there. And I believe that this is true, that there's always godly people that God is raising up and trying to get involved in these governments, even ungodly governments, to turn them around. And one of the lessons that I learn is that I believe that just like in our day, I believe that there's people that God is raising up and there's probably more godly people involved in government than what we realize. And people say, well, you can't see it by the way our nation is going. Well, we don't have the, the privilege or the opportunity to see how bad things would be if there weren't some godly people around. It could be much worse. I believe that God's always got people around that are impeding what Satan is trying to do. And this is one of the lessons that you see. Obadiah here was a godly man. Anyway, they were going throughout the land searching and seeing if there was any grass left, if there was any fountains of water so that they wouldn't lose all of their animals. Now again, this shows you how severe this drought was that I mean they were close to losing all of the animals. It was a severe drought. God had brought this nation to its knees because of their rejection of God. And the Lord sent Elijah and he ran across the path of Obadiah, this godly servant to King Ahab. And Elijah, when uh, Obadiah saw him, he says, Are, Is this my Lord Elijah? He was shocked to find him. And he said here that there was no nation. In verse, uh, this is in verse 10. As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not here, uh, there he took an oath of the kingdom and that nation that they found thee not. In other words, this shows you that Elijah, because of this drought and because he had spoken this word, Ahab knew exactly why this was happening. He knew the person that God used to bring this drought. And Elijah had said over there in 1 Kings 17, 1, that there won't be any rain or dew until I say so. In other words, he was a key figure in this whole thing. Therefore, Ahab had sought on every nation on the face of the earth looking for Elijah. Now, this is a key piece of information. And uh, it shows that God used this drought to just literally focus attention on God's man, the prophet Elijah, and Ahab had sought for him. And Obadiah, when Elijah said, go tell Ahab that I'm here, he says, what are you doing? He says, he's looked in all of these nations for you, and if I tell him that you are going to see him, then the Spirit of God's going to pick you away, take you someplace, and then when my word doesn't come to pass, Ahab will kill me. You've put a sword in his hand. In other words, this shows that they actually thought that God supernaturally was just spiriting Elijah away because they had sought for him so much that they figured they would have found him if it hadn't been some supernatural intervention and hiding of Elijah. And so Elijah gave him a promise and he says, I will appear to Ahab today. And with that word, Obadiah went off. But here is a super important piece of information, and this is going to play not only in this chapter, but also in chapter 19 after Elijah's downfall. This is really important that you understand this to get the full impact of what was happening. Here in 1 Kings chapter 18 and in verse 13, Obadiah said, Was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord how I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them 
with bread and water. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour at www.awmi.net. We hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord.